Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Britain feels broken, but how do we fix it? Westminster just doesn't seem to have the answers, but we have found some people who do. Join me, journalist Becca Hudson. And me, the former MP Ed Vasey, for How I'd Fix... From the price of a pint to the housing crisis, this is the show where we take an alternative look at the problems plaguing the nation. And hear practical solutions from those in the know. Catch new episodes of Howard Fix wherever you get your podcasts. Rebuilding Britain starts here. We observe today not a victory of party, but a celebration of freedom. Across the UK, online and on DAB, the independent republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. The human zoo, where they don't hide away the sick animals. Dangerous mid-morning debate with the great dictator. The independent republic of Mike Graham. Stand to attention when I'm talking to you! On Talk Radio. Dismiss! Good morning and welcome to the Independent Republic of Mike Graham right here on Talk Radio. It's all happening this morning in the big wide world of hate crime up in South Yorkshire. They're really on the ball. Apparently, if you say anything insulting, write anything horrible, or have a go at someone you don't like, or even someone you do like, it's curtains for you. Well, here's something to be getting on with. The police in South Yorkshire should have better things to do. Get out your panda cars and arrest some real criminals, you numpties. And that, I'm telling you, is not a hate crime. Assuming I'm not arrested before the end of the show, we're kicking off with the crisis in army recruitment and why anyone is surprised. After all, you'd have to be stark staring bonkers to let your kids join the armed forces, wouldn't you? 16 years of age, no hope uh, of getting any kind of education, and you get £14,500 a year. 0344 499 1000. Columnist and forward tabloid editor Dawn Neesham is here. She's going to be giving us her take on Boris's blonde bombshell and the final of Celebrity Big Brother. Plus, she'll tell us what she makes of the claim that women are edited out of TV panel shows. I've never heard anything so ridiculous in my life. 0344 499 1000. You're listening to me, Mike Graham, and Dawn Neesham on Talk Radio. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. Well, we've made it through to another Tuesday, Dawn. Yay. Very good morning to you. Good morning, Mike. Welcome back to the Independent Thank Republic. You. I see you were running in yesterday on the Drive show. I know. Uh, being pretty opinionated, I'd have to say, about the, uh, the uh, lovely Ms. Serena, Serena Williams. Serena Williams, that's got some interesting feedback on Twitter. Well, we yes, say. I bet yeah. it has. I bet yeah. it has. You and I are in total agreement, I by guess. the way, on that one. And by the way, this morning I'm reading that umpires are now fighting back. They're saying, actually, do you know what? We might not bother actually umpiring any more tennis matches Boycott involving Serena. Serena Williams. But well, she was so rude. She it was, was. outrageous behaviour. There's yeah. nothing to do with being sexist or no, anything. Of course not. It was just being rude. But I'll tell you what we're going to kick off with this morning. It's an extraordinary story about a new army recruitment campaign called This Is Belonging. Mm. Coming up a bit later on, hopefully we're going to hear uh, from the advert itself uh, as to who exactly they're trying to go after. But again, I mean, we've had this uh, problem before in the past with the army where whenever there is a crisis, they try and spin the job 
Uh, they don't mention the fact that you might get killed. They don't mention no. the fact that you might lose a limb. No. They don't mention the fact that you might suffer from post-traumatic stress no. disorder, that you'll see some really disgusting yeah. and ghastly things around the world yeah. as you're trying to peacekeep without being able to fire a gun. They don't say that we'll give you the wrong kind of boots. We won't give you the right kind of bullets. They also don't say when they let you out at the end, uh, you might become homeless because they won't look after you at all. And you've got no pension uh, worth a fag. And end. you've got post-traumatic stress disorder yes. as well. Are you going to end up on the street? Yeah. Now, this is the new campaign. Is This is belonging campaign. It's an yeah. ongoing campaign, but this is a new part of it where they are... They are targeting youngsters, yeah. literally, from poorer northern They've actually said in, his, in a briefing document, right, the yeah. document says uh, that the target market is 16 to 24, primarily C2DE. Yeah. Now, you being a former newspaper executive will know that that means... Poorer sort of members of the working class. People that aren't going to read the Times and the Telegraph yeah. and probably would read the Daily Star yeah. and the Sun. That's right. all. And, and and these adverts are also targeting people in pubs yeah. and sports centres. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're, they're not... Ta- you know, they're not targeting toffs, are they? No, they're, they're not. They're, they're, and they're, they're targeting these particular cities. Newcastle, Sunderland, Middlesbrough, Liverpool, Leeds, Sheffield, Bradford and Manchester. Yeah, where kids feel like they haven't got a future. So, yeah. And the army sell this like it's an outward bound course. Mm. Come and do some abseiling with us. Learn a foreign language. Yeah. Come mend an aircraft thing. And it's like, you, yeah. hold on a minute. No, it's not quite like that. Right. It really isn't. And it's like, I used to remember uh, sitting in America watching the adverts for the armed forces over there where it was they had this, this song called uh, Be the Best You Could Be or something mm. like that, you know. Uh, you can do it in the army. And it was all pictures of, mm. of guys, you know, sort of travelling around yeah. in exotic locations. Yeah. There was no horrible shots of people being shot no, dead. playing volleyball on uh, beaches. Playing volleyball on beaches, yeah. wandering through the streets of Singapore, yeah. you know. I mean, there was absolutely no realism about it whatsoever. Now, I understand that the army uh, is a tough sell, um, but why don't they be at least honest about themselves and tell people this is what you're going to face? Because they're preying to me on vulnerable kids uh, who have no life, really, effectively, they, yeah. uh, who want to have some kind of adventure, uh, and they think they're going to have the greatest kind of leg up in their in their mm. world. And that's not the truth, no. is it? But if they told the truth, Mike, nobody would sign up. I mean, mm. I, I did a tour of Bosnia just after yeah. the, the crisis, and I was sitting in the back of a truck. We come back from... A mass grave, yeah. and it was it was horrific, yeah. I and mean, it really was awful stuff. And I was sitting in the back of this truck with a young squad opposite mm. me, and he started crying. Yeah. And I said, "Oh, you know, come on, yeah, it's not that bad, sort of thing." And and he was seventeen years yeah. old, right? And he goes, "I'm missing my mum." Mm. And he was sitting there with his gun and his his gear on and everything, and he just come back from this. And I miss my mum, and I want to go home. And he goes, "I never ever thought it'd be like this." Yeah. And it broke my heart. Yeah, sure. and it's, I wasn't much older than him, yeah. but it was like you you had no idea what right. you were getting yourself in for. No. And you're digging up mass graves I and know. it's like and you're seventeen. Yeah. You should be you should be back home watching. It's football. awful. Absolutely awful. So I sad. would go as far as to say any parent who lets their child join the army under the age of eighteen because they still need their parent uh, parental permission and need their parents to say it's okay, you are kidding me if you think that is a good idea. It is a terribly bad idea, and I think if you do it, uh, you're an incredibly bad parent. And I want to hear from you if you have. The independent republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. Mark's music today, I have to say. This is Talk Radio, uh, but this is, of course, the Independent Republic of Mike Graham, 0344 499 1000. Uh, another one from David here, who's tweeted at Talk Radio. Joined the army when I was 17. I was told about all the good stuff like travel, etc., but the recruiting sergeant also told me straight that you could be killed or wounded. Best years of my life, been all over the world and loved it. And that's great. Well, that's I'm very good. happy for you, You were David. told the truth, as absolutely. As long as you were told the truth, what I worry about is that these adverts are targeting vulnerable yeah. young men, yeah. usually men. It is usually men, Probably not fair. so much women. Let's talk to Chris, who's in Chichester. Hi, Chris. 
Mike. Yeah, very well, very well. What yeah, would you I like mean, to say? This is, this, I mean, I, I didn't join the uh, military. I probably should have done. I ended up in the police. Okay. I, was, I was a firearms officer in the police and did all that training, etc. Right. The thing about this, Mike, is this. They, they never come to the point. You actually, you actually have a, a high level of ruthlessness right. in the military. Uh-huh. You know, and, and a lot of people just don't possess that chip, I'm afraid. Right. And and, and this, is, this is something that's missed all the time. You know, you, you've got so well, you, you're going to run up that hill, well, the officer, run up that hill and kill all those people up there and then come down again. Right. Now, I do know people who would do that. I'm probably a little bit like that myself. Right. But you've got to be a, a touch psychopathic, to be honest with you. Sure. And, and, and Lord Danner, I heard him on the radio once, and I, I do respect him. He's a very good speaker. I do, yeah. He said, the army needs ruffians. Yeah. Mm. And, 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 and actually, you, uh, that's something that's often not, it's not mentioned. It needs ruffians. Some a little bit of psychopathic tendencies. Yeah. But you get in there and get stuck in and kill people. And sometimes you have to Yeah, but you don't have to go to the streets of Middlesbrough and Sunderland to find psychopaths. There's plenty of them wandering around in the city of London, you know, sitting behind computers and trading foreign exchange. Exactly. I mean, you can also uh, go to Sandhurst and find quite a few of them as well. You know, it's not just like a working class trait, is it? Well, no, no, I, I, I agree. It isn't. But, you know, you have to find those people. And unfortunately, just like the police service, the military has been destroyed by political correctness. Yeah. Mm. They're, they're, they're more interested in recruiting trans, gay female, anybody, you know, who's either a minority, oppressed. These people haven't got that. I was going to say that, Chris, because it's not far on. It was only a few months ago where they launched that series of adverts which were targeting, as you said, the minority community. I mean, sort of like, you know, sort of like homosexual community, trans community. Um, Not so much women. We're not a minority, by the way. Um, But it was... You're in a majority now. uh, Exactly. Thank you. And we should be. But it was, as you say, they were doing very PC adverts that sort of like, you know, join the military. It's okay to cry. And it's like... I mean, mean, that's pathetic. (laughs) I I didn't think you might say that somehow. Don't forget to have a tear in your eye while you're bayoneting the enemy to death. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I mean, no, I mean, don't like them. You've got to act, you know. I mean, I I, I did firearms training and I just had to shoot somebody. You know, you just let it go. And and when it's necessary to defend yourself or somebody else... Well, maybe, maybe, Chris, maybe you've actually hit on something here. What they should be doing is advertising for psychopaths then, uh, rather than (laughs) telling them, you know, do you fancy killing some people? Come on, join (laughs) us. You know, that would be a bit more truth in advertising, wouldn't it? If you recall, when the Vietnam War was going on, that advert was a bit of a skit. You know, join join the military, join and actually kill people. They actually had that. That would probably work in America. They're always killing each other in any case. Well, in fact, you're probably safer to join the army in America rather than walk the streets. (laughs) I'll go to school. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. This is 
Talk Radio. I'm Mike Graham, and this is the Independent Republic, of course. 03444991000 is the number to call us on. Uh, Joe says to beat type 2 diabetes, uh, 850 calories and limited alcohol intake. Uh, Not a chance that Mike Parry's beaten diabetes. He's apparently claimed uh, that he's one of those people who's actually done it, right? Uh, Now, whether he has, uh, I don't know, because he got it from his lifestyle, and uh, now the doctor said it's more or less disappeared. One here from David, who sent a picture uh, of his breakfast, or his lunch, I think, and he says, uh, I've had... Uh, the high fat, low carb in the fu- is the future. Been following this diet for a month and feel great. Blood pressure's back to normal, and I've lost one stone. Um, he doesn't say what exactly he's eating with high fat. What and is low- that? What is that picture? I can't see from here. High fat and low carbohydrate. It looks like there's some avocado there, uh, a bit of bacon. Um, I don't know what that is. That potato? That, that looks like brown mush. Mm. Brown mush. Doesn't yeah. look very appetising. Doesn't look terribly appetising. If you've been eating that for a month, I'm not surprised you've lost weight, to be Unlike honest. Unlike your breakfast, we were discussing this earlier on, weren't we, Mike? And yes. you were eating a bacon sarnie at the uh, same sausage. time. Sausage. Sausage. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I had bacon yesterday. Right, OK. You know. <laughs> well, that's balancing well, out, Do you know I what guess. the problem is for me is that, you know... Um, I've tried doing... I don't normally eat before I come out of the house. I just, you know, I get up, have a shower, put clothes on, leave. Um, I'll usually come here and have a cappuccino first thing, uh, some water, and then I'll start to think, well, probably, you know, I should hungry. have something mm. to eat. Because yeah. if I don't, otherwise my stomach starts rumbling in the yeah. middle of the show, yeah. which is never that a good be thing. Good. Uh, because obviously the microphones will pick it all up. And, you know, I've tried doing a banana thing, right? I have a banana instead of having a bacon yeah. sandwich. I don't want to have that every single day. Um but then I quite often will not have lunch then and then not eat again until probably the evening. Yeah, well, that's, so that's okay. Really so it's massive seeing you amounts. through the day. Yeah, it's going to see me yeah. through until probably five, yeah. six o'clock yeah. anyway. Yeah. I must admit that research about how women are all dying of diabetes in the UK now and we're mm. very unhealthy, it put me off having two slices of toast this morning. <laughs> I was reading that thinking, oh, I really want another slice of toast. Oh, no, I won't, definitely. No. Well, there you go. <sighs> that's the thing. I mean, everybody struggles with this stuff and I mean, nobody has got it absolutely no. utterly right. But what I can say is that if the women in this country, after all of the advice that they've been given all the diets they've been on are still some of the most unhealthy people and we in know, Europe. We should know. Then yeah. there's something wrong, isn't yeah. there? Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Let's talk to Paddy, uh, who's in County Derry, he wants to talk. I think about uh, the army story we were doing in the first hour. Paddy, very good. Um, Hi, Paddy. Very good morning to you, I should say. Yeah, good morning to everyone. Um, I don't know what's worse, a conscripted army, where supposedly they don't quite know what they're doing. Or a professional army Mm. that the likes of Blair and Cameron can send anywhere and we can have perpetual war. Now, my understanding is the. I take it you're a pacifist, Paddy, are you? No, no. uh, But everyone's thinking, oh, yeah, Paddy from County Derry, and we know where he's coming from. Well, actually, I was in the British Army. Right. No, so not a pacifist. Okay. Um, But I'm just wondering when we've got a professional army where people sign up, the mm. way I did. Yeah. Uh, Blair and Cameron and May, and you go, you go way back, they can send, send us anywhere they want yeah. to some far-flung land to die in some hill that's got nothing to do with Britain. But that's the point, though, all. isn't it? Isn't it? What's the point of having an army if you're not going to send them somewhere? Well, to defend Britain. Yeah, but Britain doesn't need defending, does it? Well... Well, good. That's a big thumbs up then if we don't need defending. Right, so you think we should do away with the army then? No, no, no. Uh, I'm saying maybe we should have a conscripted army. Uh Uh-huh. Well, I think there might be a point there, Paddy, because I think there's a lot of gang crime going on in our cities now. And I know this might be a bit controversial, but if you use conscription to get some of those lads off the streets and channeling their aggression elsewhere, is that maybe not a good thing? 
maybe, but my point is uh, the Israelis, they've got a conscripted army, mm-hmm. and they're, they're not uh, renowned for being incompetent. No, you wouldn't mess with uh, them, would you? No, and the men who stormed the Normandy beaches and jumped into Arnhem, they were all conscripted. Yeah. Well, that's because so, there was a war uh, on, though. Yeah, exactly, and a war that threatened us. We shouldn't really use our forces anywhere unless it threatens us. Well, well, what, what, about, what about the peacekeeping forces that were sent that, to Bosnia? Yeah. Don't you think we should have been yeah. involved in that? Probably not, actually. Really? Well, or, 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 we certainly shouldn't be involved in Syria. We certainly shouldn't have been gone well, into Well, we don't Iraq. have any military uh, personnel in Syria, as far as I know, do we? Oh, yes, we do. Where? Yes, we do. We have personnel in Syria. Where? And when where we, tell, well, tell me where the army is in Syria. The British Army. Well, Tell me where it is. Well, I can't give you a coordinate oh. right now. Well, how do you know and nobody uh, else does, Paddy? Uh, well, no, I'm not the only person who knows this. I'm not. We do not have serving um, personnel. If you're going to tell me there's some kind of secret mission going on, that's different. We don't have serving personnel in Syria. Yes, we do. Well, where are they? Well, you go and check that out. But well, I don't it, need it, to it, check it out. You're it, the one that's making it, the allegation, it, it, Paddy. Well, well, let me get on to it. If Theresa May was asked that question, her response would be, we never comment on what the special forces are doing. So you're saying well, there's special forces special there. Forces. That's not the same thing. Missions. That's a secret mission. That's not saying? the same thing. It's exactly no, it's not the same thing at all. If the British Army had boots on the ground in Syria, we would know about it. There's people in the British Army who wear boots and they're on the ground in Syria right now. But you can't tell me where or who they are. <laughs> it's a secret mission. Of course you can't. Don't be silly. No, right. Secret, right? Yeah, and they're not sixteen-year-olds from Hull. I'm guessing. No, either. I'm assuming they know what they're doing. If yeah. they're, they're there in some capacity or other, are they on a mission to do anything in particular? Uh, well, I suppose. Have you heard of um, Operation Timber Sycamore? No. Well, <laughs> it's obviously got... not very secret. If you've heard of it, <laughs> eh? no, no, this is not. Well, the, the ins and outs of it are secret. Well, uh, how do you know about it, Paddy? I said the ins and outs of it. I'm aware of the operation called Timber Sycamore. Um, anyone who's listening right now, go on Google and Google Operation Ah, uh, uh, it's on Google. Google. Right, okay. Must be accurate. Then. Must be true then. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Okay. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. I never thought I'd hear a Who song on this show. But no, it's good are. though, isn't it? I, I like used to love the well Who. I used to love the yeah. Who. I used to, I used to, I've seen the Who more times than you've had hot dinners. I've seen them not. rather a lot, to be Have honest you? with you. Yeah, yeah, I Have love you? the Who. Yeah, absolutely. Where's the best place you saw them? Um, I probably, well, it wasn't all of the Who. It was like my former boss used to be very good friends. Probably still was very good friends with Roger oh, Daltrey. Oh, Roger Daltrey, so yes. He's a, a drummer, isn't he, your yeah, former boss? Yeah, so it's a Fancy very himself. small, intimate gig. Oh, okay, very nice. Well, I saw them in Paris, right? Um, so I literally just went to Paris to see The Who with yeah. these friends of mine when we were all about 20, 21. It was yeah. great. Absolutely amazing. Incredible. I'll tell you some more stories about that later on when we've got more time. Because right now, uh, we have to talk to Bernadette John from the Good Schools Guide because there's a school actually not very far away from uh, where I'm in Sussex, uh, down in a place called Robertsbridge, uh, the Vine Hall School, which costs £22,000 a year if you wish to board one of your uh, children there. Uh, the guy who's in charge, the head teacher, has been in, uh, in a bit of trouble, right? Because they put out an advert in some of the local... Uh, press in which they basically encourage people to come and, uh, and go to school there because they could then afford to buy their dad a Jaguar. He's had to apologise, right, which I... seems a little bit ridiculous, but let's find out uh, what it's all about. Bernadette, very good uh, morning to you. Hello there. Thank you very morning. much for joining us. This is all a bit of a storm in a teacup, this, isn't it? 
Well, it is. I mean, it, it, it is really a gaff of the highest order. Uh, incredibly naive. I think. Is it though? Is, Isn't it just a bit of fun? I thought it was funny. I must admit. But well, perhaps I, that it didn't that didn't occur to me. But perhaps that's what the person behind it thought. Mm. I mean, to put it in a bit of a context, this is a a small country prep. They've got two hundred and fifty children. Um, it probably won't surprise you to hear that they don't have a sophisticated marketing department. But, I mean, what they've put out is a kind of... It's like something you might have seen in the 1950s. Um, and I think, who did it? But, I mean, the head himself has held his hands up and says it should never have seen the light of day. And, uh-huh. uh, he, and he's apologised profusely for it. But that's the trouble with with this. I mean, you know, if he's going to do it, why does he just stand behind it and go, well, listen, I was trying to have a bit of a laugh. You know, there's no secret that the people who come to this school are all privileged uh, and they've got rich parents and they probably would like to have a Jaguar. So why not just sell to the people you're selling to instead of trying to pretend to be all, you know, you know, or we're all terribly humble and we're all the same as everybody else? Because they're not. Well, I think he realises that that actually isn't what modern parents want at all. I mean, we, we deal with thousands of parents coming to our educational consultancy. Well, I've got, I'm a modern parent and I've got a Jaguar, so I'm not worried about it, to be honest. Yeah, but I mean, I think what, what parents nowadays buying independent education, then they're not buying it for that kind of elitism. What they're interested in... Of course in they are. Oh, of course they them. are, Bernadette. Why do you think people <laughs> send their kids to boarding school? Well... I'll tell you because I speak to I'll speak to a dozen parents a day tomorrow and the next day uh-huh. who are asking my advice on independent schools and what they will be wanting. What they're looking for is the things that money buys is the small classes, the specialist teaching, the far superior sports coaching. Um, anybody who's got a child in the state system, you know, you will know that things are being squeezed to such a great degree now that the difference between the two yeah but not everybody can afford to put their kids in boarding school because private schools cost an awful lot of money twenty two thousand pounds a year is more than some people earn what's the average income in this country isn't it of course they can't but you know every parent wants to do the best they can for their child and if you've got a spare pot of gold flying around then yeah but let's not pretend that this is all equal and it's all about everyone having a chance at the same thing because it's not it's an elitist system isn't it of course it's not equal, but what I see going on in these schools is them, is them actually working incredibly hard not to develop these kind of attitudes among pupils. I mean, when when you go to open days now, that the heads will talk about the, the voluntary work they do and the social conscience they no, try to... Of course to... they will, but that's because we live in a very warped time. The point is, right, that you send your kids to private school because you want them to do better in life. And when you do better in life, you reward yourself with things that cost money, like you have a better job, like you have a nicer house, like you can send your own children to boarding to, school, yeah, to boarding and maybe school. you can buy a nice car. What's wrong with that? Well, well, quite, but I mean, I think this, this ad has caused widespread offence because the other thing is an awful lot of parents dropping their children off at independent schools are doing so in a, a beaten-up Honda or Ford Fiesta. Or uh, that's whatever. just because, because that's the old humble brag scenario, isn't it? That's because they don't want to turn up in a Bentley because it's considered to be poor form. Oh, no, because <laughs> a, lot, a lot of people decide to prioritise spending on education rather than on a nice car. Really? You think so? Well, yes, I go, I go to school playgrounds regularly. And, and yes, yes, so do I. I've got children, you know. Any case, look, this advert, right, it's provoked scorn online. I mean, what doesn't these days, right? And in particular, this this a, a novelist I've never heard of, I must admit, by the name of Judy Astley. And she accuses the head teacher of being tone deaf and devoid of a moral compass. And she goes, Maybe uh, if you if you want to have somebody devoid of a moral compass, you know, you shouldn't be running a boarding school. Yeah, you know, how, how very bizarre. Who'd want to send their child to a school where core values are entirely about acquiring material crap? Like, as you say, being able to send your kid to a private school. That's just like... And then the teacher apologised. I am deeply regret the widespread offence caused by the... Oh, get over it. You I haven't mean, really? killed anyone, mate. It's no. a funny advert. Bernadette doesn't agree. 
She's gone very quiet. Sorry about no, that. No, I, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I can see why a lot of people were offended by it. But, and we're I, a, but this is the other thing. I mean, were a lot of people offended? The market itself is a, an enormous gaffe, which, which well, and I think the head had two you know, choices, sc- to stand by or, or to hold his hands up and say, we got it wrong. Yeah, yeah, but, it's just, but we, I mean, let me ask you this, Bernadette. I mean, how many people actually were offended by it? Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, it, there's I, a few people I, on I mean, Twitter. Off by saying it's caused an enormous Twitter storm, though. So well, a Twitter storm. I mean, really, everything causes a Twitter storm. I everything. mean, I, I cause a Twitter storm every night. <laughs> you, you do do it on purpose, you know, I do. That's true. Very true. Listen, Bernadette, I'm sorry to have given you such a hard time, but I'm afraid we can't agree on this at all. Thank I you, think though. if you're going to have private schools, you're going to have inequality. You're going to have posh people with snooty kids who want jaguars. It's as simple as that. You can't make everybody the same. Yeah, but yes, but what I'm saying is what parents are buying it for is for the... Yes, it will buy them those material goods in the end because they're going to get better yeah. qualifications, get yeah, into yeah. the best universities, exactly. get the top jobs. They're not going to give it all away, are they? We're not going to talk about the Bill Gates Foundation that every parent's no, going to start up. acquiring material crap. Yeah, it's well, true. Well, you hope, you hope one of these children turning out of these schools will turn into Bill, Bill Gates and will we'll make the world a better place for the rest I'll of i tell you what I think would make the world a better place, doing away with these boarding schools and fee-paying altogether so that people could have a proper chance at getting the same education as the person next door. That's what okay, would be real. We, we need to get a, a population that wants to put education at the top of the agenda, wants to pay more taxes, and wants Why to. Why do we need to pay more taxes? Who are actually going to do that rather than crippling the state's education sector? No, if there was no boarding schools, if there were no private schools, and everybody had to put their kids into the state school system, it would be a lot better overnight. Trust me. Yep. Well, how do... he's just <laughs> sorted out the education you know, system. You can there agree in with one me, go. Bernadette. You know, it's fine. It's okay if you agree with me. Well, as I said, I'd, I'd like to see a, a government in power who puts education right at the top of the agenda oh, yeah. and spending on education high up on their agenda. OK. It's not part of this broadcast, this, you know. Bernadette John from the Good Schools Guide. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, the world's gone mad, isn't I'd it? I'd like Official. to see people put in a sense of humour at the top of the agenda, to be honest with you. Yeah, how about that? Well. Let's have a word with Jim uh, in Ayrshire. Hello, Jim. Hi there. How are you doing? Hi, yeah, not Jim. bad. Not bad. What have you got uh, to tell us? Uh, well, in Scotland, yeah. believe it or not... There's no evidence required for a hate crime. What do you mean? No, what you, no evidence at all? No evidence required. No evidence. You just go on the person that's telling the police that that's what you said. Right. So they and don't... I mean, presumably, well, it then becomes their word against yours, right? That's, it's your word against theirs. Right. It does say an, a, a guilty, not uh, innocent to prove guilty. Yeah. But in Scotland, on racial, hate crime, sectarian... There's no evidence required. Right. Now, this happened, this happened to me. Okay. Um, I, I allegedly, allegedly, by the way, um, called somebody. Don't say it. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. That was all I said. Right. right. Okay. Um, and I went, to, I'll get lifted to the house for that, from the house. Right. Locked up all night in the court. Uh-huh. Uh, taken to court the next day. Right. Pled not guilty to it. Right. Then they went to trial. Right. Now, the problem. And did they call that a hate crime then? Yes, Why? it was classed as a racial hate crime. Okay. I don't know. To this day, I don't know um, why that can be a hate crime. Right. Um, I'm calling somebody uh, allegedly an English prat, which yeah. I've never done. Okay. Right? Well, guy, you know, the, the fact guy, that you oh, said English, because I used to work in Scotland, as you probably know, Jim, and I remember a case of a, a punch-up that took place outside of an Edinburgh pub between an English guy and a Scottish guy, and because mm-hmm. uh, the word English was used when he called him the, uh, the B word, right, that became a hate crime because it was supposedly racially yeah. motivated. So that has That's happened. Right. Now, this person that I allegedly said this to was Scottish. All right. So I asked him... Oh, no, no, I'm very confused. <laughs> right. So I asked him in court. I said, what part was it that you were offended by? You've been called English or been called a prat? Yeah. And the judge said, 
Don't answer that question. Right. Right. Then the procurator fiscal turned around and said, remember, ma'am, there is no evidence required for the hate crime of this crime. So as long as they think as long as they think that it was a hate crime, then you're done. Yeah. Yeah, you're done. You're done. You can, you so did you get that. did you get convicted then? Yeah, I get convicted of it, yeah. Blimey. I get fined. Wow. Yeah. Um, I get fined and I got a criminal record through that on no evidence. That's ridiculous. The CCTV the CCTV in the garage was silent. The women in the garage heard nothing and they still went on the hearsay of the accuser. No. Nah. Ah. And I, and I was found guilty on that. Right, and mm. the procurator fiscal turned round and said to the judge or the sheriff, "Remember, ma'am, there's no evidence required yeah. for the racial." It's a slippery slope. Listen, Jim, thanks very much indeed. Uh, it really is a slippery slope, this, isn't it? I, I mean, think... you, you know, because I mean, even the guy we were speaking to before, our guest Leroy Logan, MBE, by the way, um, said that uh, you know, if you feel his definition of a hate crime, if you feel, feel. as though somebody has has, has insulted you insult. uh, or or done something to you based upon your ethnicity uh, or your gender or whatever it is, I mean, really? I, it's just really? mad. Don't you learn as a little kid, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. You do and learn I, that. I think if we all remembered that yeah. occasionally, also, it would be if the police, if, if the police's argument right is that what they're doing is collecting data in order to prevent you know crimes happening in the future. Like I said, that's not what they do in any other arena. No. You know, they don't try and stop people knifing each other by taking their knives away. Oh, no, we can't do that. Yeah. They don't try and take people's guns away so they can't shoot anybody. They don't try and take people uh, out of nightclubs before they get too drunk uh, so that they can't do them for being drunk and disorderly. No. You know, they don't do any of that preventative stuff. Why are they doing it here? But you've got to remember, Mike, this is the very same police force that had the time mm. to um, do the whole Sir Cliff Richard raid and oh, yes. liaise with the BBC. Yes. And obviously that was a very... We're all at risk from Sir Cliff Richard, obviously. Yeah, that was very important use resources. Unbelievable, absolutely Mm-mm. incredible stuff. Richard uh, is in Essex. Hi, Richard. Hi, hi, Richard. Hello, you got us. You got hello, Mike. What do you got for us, Richard? Uh, well, I, I, I must say, I love your show, Thank and you. I like. I like the pairing of male and female. You know, I really do. It's it good. seems to work. <laughs> it does. It's good. Yeah. It, well, you bounce off of each other. You yes. get the male and the female um, sort I, of... Repos- I, I don't want to bounce off, Mike. Thank you no, very much. No, no. It's, it's not fun. No, not pleasant image. Another <laughs> hate crime committed there, you see. Now, Richard, I can't what- believe what I've been hearing. I know. I, 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 I'm like you. you. You speak for me in everything you say. I agree with. Right. I, I, I'm, I just don't understand what's going on. I know. It's mad, isn't it? You listen to people like uh, Leroy there, Leroy Logan, retired superintendent. He's qualified people, one supposes. He's got an MBE. He's got an MBE. He was a superintendent in the police. I mean, it's It's unbelievable, isn't it? It's like I'm living in some kind of parallel universe with a load of nutters around me. I feel this is a nightmare. I'll wake up in a minute. Yeah, no, it's, I know. Stop the world you want to get off, but there's nowhere to go. Or there might be, yeah. actually, according to you. There might be people well, out there. It could there. be yeah, in, a, yeah. in another galaxy, yeah. yeah. I mean, you had any uh, uh, sort of run-ins with the police? Have you had to deal with them any time? I mean, whenever I have had to deal with the police, they're, they're, you know, it's a hard job that they do, and the police officers oh, individually yeah. are always yeah. good people. However... Um, you know, they always, it's very clear that they haven't got any resources. No. I mean, my local police station is closed down now because they're yeah. selling it off uh, for, uh, for, for flats to be built on yeah. it, you know? I'm of an age when I can remember coppers on the beat and yeah. keeping their finger on the pulse, which yeah. is all. And that's, and uh, police stations closing down left, right and centre. I mean, it's completely balmy. It is. Absolutely uh, crazy. Uh, these Yorkshire police that you've been on with this morning. Yeah. They are the same ones that uh, so enthusiastically raided Cliff Richards apart. They are the very ones. Exactly yes, the exactly. Same, yeah. They've got time to do that, obviously. Oh, uh, I, I, you know, I just, 
I just had to ring in to say what I'm saying, but I'm lost for words. I really am. It's hard to believe that these sort of people are, are get into these positions. Mm. I know. I mean, it's unbelievable. The world's gone mad there, I... Richard. I'm going to I'm going to keep on their case though, and uh, so keep listening because there'll be more of the same coming up. Let's talk to Ken, who I think is driving on the A1. Hello, Ken. Hello there. Yeah, hi. hi. What would you like to say to us, Ken? Um, I'd like to say concerning the police. Yeah. Um, and uh, not this. This isn't a hate crime, but it's it's the way the police um, investigate crimes is mm. a bit of a thing today. Yes. Uh, we we're, we're doing a job in um, Birmingham. We're staying in a Holiday Inn. Right. Uh, we've had a, uh, a van broken into in the Holiday Inn. It's fully CCTV'd up. Right. And mm-hmm. the criminals have cut the side out of the van. Right. Blimey. They haven't gone through a door or anything like that. They've cut the whole side out of the van in front of CCTV. Really? What, what is that? Do you do that with like an angle I, grinder I was say, or something? An angle grinder, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They've, they've, yeah so they've, they've spent a bit of time and cut the side out of the van. It's on CCTV. We're struggling to... I mean, they're not going to come out and have a look at the crime and we're struggling to even get a crime number. Really? That's oh, ridiculous shit. because, I mean, one thing normally they'll give you is a crime number at so least. you can get your insurance yeah. sorted out, right? Well, up to, to now, they haven't even rung us back and so, it was reported five hours ago. Right, OK. Well, maybe you should have added that they called you a nasty name at the same time and oh, then yeah. they'd been out there like a shot. <laughs> yeah, they'd be, they'd be like the vans of, of them arriving yeah. with the old, uh, the right yeah. shields yeah. and everything, you know. <laughs> Unbelievable. But, but this, this, um, this, this thing about... Uh, are you still there? Yes. Yeah, yeah this thing about um, uh, investigating crimes and, and they're now short of budgets. Yeah. Uh, I've got a daughter who's 30 now and when she was 13, she got mugged in a little park in Grantham. Mm. And that's uh, 17 years ago, and they still haven't come round to see if she's all right. Oh, God. That's incredible. So, it's just, so but they this, don't. This, this, this non-investigation of crime's been going on for decades. Yeah. They're only just starting to realise it. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, so many people I hear from and, and talk to, sometimes on the radio, sometimes off it, uh, they say, oh, well, this happened to me, and the police came, and then they call me the next day to say that the investigation's been closed because uh, we haven't got any evidence to, to follow. Mm-hmm. And that's the end of that. Yeah. You know, and you've got no chance of getting back whatever it was that was stolen. Well, no. You've got no chance of ever finding a perpetrator. They're not investigating. They're and, not... and shoplifting. They don't even bother no. with that now. No. So, may as well just go and help yourselves. Unbelievable. Ken, listen, well, I hope you get that sorted Thanks, out. Ken, yeah. do, do keep us informed. If, if you do hear back from them, because we'd love to hear you again. So, so do call us back when, when something happens, will you? They might actually do Yeah, will do. Thanks, Thanks, Ken. Appreciate it. Across the UK, online and on DAB, the Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. So if you enjoyed that, be sure to catch the whole show 10 to 1, Monday to Friday on Talk Radio via DAB, online or via the Talk Radio app. If you have an opinion on the stories we cover, we'd love to hear from you. Call us 0344 499 1000 or tweet at Talk Radio during the show to have your say. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.